Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Sunny Talk Sports Podcast is brought to you by free podcasting host TalkShoe, as well as Hardwood and Hollywood. Hardwood and Hollywood is a member of the Complex Media family, and it is loaded with solid sports and pop culture content. This past week, we had columns on Dwayne Wade signing with the Cleveland Cavaliers, the post-Chris Paul Los Angeles Clippers, plus reviews for the Hitman's Bodyguard, Blade Runner 2049, and Gotham. Next week, we'll have plenty of NBA season preview content. I'll be posting a five-day version of my Top 50 NBA Players Countdown, a few different podcasts, and I'll be pitching in on some of the additional season preview stuff, too. Plus... H&H is the exclusive home of the Sunny Talk Sports Podcast, which is what you're about to listen to right now. All right. It's late Friday night, technically Saturday morning, I guess. And joining me as he does every week to pick the weekly slate of NFL games. My cousin, the notorious PMC, Paul Clark. Polly, what's up? That might have been my favorite introduction of all time. The notorious PMC? Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I was jamming to a little biggie earlier, and I was doing my podcast research, and I figured I might as well intertwine the two, and the notorious PMC was born. Definitely one of my favorite. Good. My favorite names. Good. I'm glad. So four weeks in the books, we're at the the quarter pole of the season, and as I suspected last week, I'm hitting my stride. Yeah. Uh, last year I was on a full sprint. I'm on a full sprint. I'm feeling good. I told you. It took me uh, – those first two weeks were weird. Week one is always tight, and you never know what to expect, and you edge me out by a game. Week two, I was at a big-time disadvantage because I didn't get to see any of the week one games. And the last two weeks, I've been above 500. Yeah. Ten and six last week. Um, so now we're tied 2-2 in the season series, and I have a – a relatively commanding lead in the the overall record. I'm 32-30 with one push, and you are 25-37 with one push. Yeah, I mean, not very good the last couple weeks. Um, the, the Washington uh, Monday night game, just a backbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> that was a killer. That, that was that was one I should have lost. That was uh, that was Chiefs by seven, right? And yeah, they're they're up three, and they had the the last second return of a fumble on the Washington lateral play, which happens maybe once every five years, and and kills betters one way. 
Um, and that, this game had killed them two ways because it went for oh, a yeah, it was over too. <laughs> I mean, just just one horrible play, just a nightmare of a play. And plus, I got the Giants by one point. Also, you had the Bucks and I had the Giants, and <laughs> yes, uh, I got the Giants by that one point. Um, so it, it was close. I mean. We we weren't that far off from it being uh, another week where we were separated by one game, but I do feel good about where where I'm at, especially considering this has been such a wacky season. Yeah, three three of our our top six teams. We do the top six and bottom six every week. Three of our top six last week lost at home. Yeah, I mean, week to week it. I have no idea what to expect, really. I, I guess I can't say that, having just gone ten and six. I have some idea, but really, there there's not much rhyme or reason for for what seems to be happening. <laughs> Every week seems to bring a little something different. That's for sure. So I we I was working on the top six and bottom six, and bottom six has kind of sorted itself out. Giants. Browns, Chargers, and 49ers, they're all winless. They're all down there. Yep. And then I, th- I think the Colts and the Dolphins are the last two in the bottom six. Yes, I would. Right? I would agree. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. But the top I six, I, I have no idea where to go with the top six. I would say, I would say top six right now. Um, Chiefs, Chiefs are four and Chiefs, Chiefs, Steelers, Packers, Packers, possibly Lions, possibly Eagles, um, Falcons. Uh, Falcons, Falcons have felt really vulnerable. They could easily be one and three right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely, really should be one and three. Um. Tell you what, Texans have looked really good since the. They're they're the best two and two team, I think. Yeah, uh, you know the Rams. Rams going to Dallas and win last week. They're still well, three and one. I I think, I think whoever wins the the Rams Seahawks game this week will will have a spot next week in the top six. Yes. Whoever whoever wins the Giants-Chargers games will still have a spot in the bottom. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Very true. There are actually a few games this week on the slate. It's not a great slate of games. There there are a lot of bad ones, especially in the 1 p.m. bracket of the schedule. But there are quite a few games, I think three or four, where – where it's good matchups, legitimately good matchups with teams that you could make a case they're one of the the six best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so before we get into the the week five games, let's do our weekly worst award for the worst quarterback of the previous week. So far, Scott Tolzien, Andy Dalton, and Joe Flacco have been our our winners through the first 
three weeks for the week four candidates. Joe Flacco, I'm putting him in there again. 31 for 49, 235 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, one fumble, an 18.7 quarterback rating. He just doesn't look right. No, that math seems to be really bothering him. Yeah. Um, just just playing horrifying football right now. He's he's definitely there. Um, I mean, your man Mike Glennon put up a Mike <laughs> Mike Glennon is one of the other five <laughs> candidates I have. Twenty one twenty one for thirty three, two hundred and eighteen yards, a touchdown, two interceptions, two fumbles, the very same eighteen point seven quarterback rating. And he's benched for week five. The the short lived Mike Glennon era um is over in Chicago. It's time for Mitchell Trubisky to step in. <laughs> oh man, I just wait until we get to the Vikings Bears game at the end of this pod. I I am I'm so excited. Uh Jay Cutler, twenty for twenty eight, hundred and sixty four yards, an interception, a fumble, a nine point six quarterback rating, and as always just completely uninterested in playing football. Played very uninspired football <laughs> last Sunday morning, and uh, My I'm just I'm just going to go out there and give him the award for last week. Yeah, I had I had Deshaun Kaiser on there too, who who's been really not good, and he he gets kind of a pass because he's a rookie, and it's not like he has a ton of weapons to throw to in Cleveland, but it is looking like the Browns passing on Deshaun Watson and taking Kaiser instead might end up being. One of their worst draft mistakes ever, and there there are no shortage of those. And then Blake yeah. Bortles, who who was just his terrible self again. He he remembered that he wasn't playing in London. Um, fifteen for thirty five, one hundred and forty yards, one touchdown, one interception, a thirty five point six quarterback rating. Cutler, right? Cutler gets the gets the trophy for the league. Gets his name in the fine. paper. For winning I'm, something, that's not. I'm fine with that. He he hasn't won much recently. So Jay Cutler, you miserable human being! Congratulations. <laughs> you, you are the week four weekly worst. Get your party hats on, folks. <laughs> and with that said, let, let's lead off with Cutler. Uh, the one and two Miami Dolphins hosting the two and two. Tennessee Titans, there is a chance that we are going to get the the ultra-rare Brandon Whedon versus Jay Cutler matchup in this game. And if you Brandon need, Whedon? Is Matt Castle hurt, too? Yeah, the, the Titans signed Brandon Whedon this week. I saw that, but I thought that was just for a backup. I, I'm pretty sure that Castle will not be playing. I think it's either going to be Mariota or Whedon. Wow. Very interesting. Which is exactly why I chose the Miami Dolphins in this game, even though I swore that I would never pick Jay Cutler. The the exception to that rule is if Brandon Whedon is the opposite quarterback. I mean, you did renege on it. You kind of tripped me because we made a pack last week that we would never pick Jay Cutler again. Well, I'm I'm very sorry, but 
<laughs> Brandon Whedon has has 25 NFL starts, and that's 25 more NFL starts than he should have ever had. Yeah, and I mean, and if you needed and if you needed any more proof that Colin Kaepernick has been blackballed by the NFL, well, there right. you go. <laughs> that's, that's example A right there. That that is the cherry on top of that Sunday. Yes. Um. So yeah, I I am. I'm unfortunately taking Miami. I mean, Mariota might play. Um. But even if it's Castle, what has Matt Castle done in the last decade that that makes me feel good about picking him? Yeah, not, um, not a whole lot. Nothing. The answer is nothing, actually. Um, so I'll take Miami. I don't feel great about it. I, I hate myself for picking Jay Cutler, but if Brandon Whedon started this game and I picked the Tennessee Titans, it I mean, what am I, I mean, doing? Titans, I bottom line is, too, the Titans had a very uninspired effort last week themselves. So, I mean, this game is... Yeah. I mean, I mean, Houston hung a 57 on them. I mean, it's never good It's never good when Houston hangs 57 on you, or when anybody no. hangs 57 on you. So, I mean, this game, you know, I wasn't real confident with the Tennessee pick. I basically just did it because I told you I would never pick the Dolphins again. So... Well, that makes sense. This one, I have no idea what to expect from this game. Um, I, I expect see a lot of bad football. A lot of bad football. I could see either team winning by a blowout. I could see the final score being 8-5. to five. They're, I could see it being 48-42 also. Yeah. They're, they're, it's something weird like that, you know. I could see it being like 13-10. to 10. I could see it being 48-45. So, you know what I mean? Just crazy. Like when teams like this play, it's just going to be crazy. Right, right. And that's exactly why I took the, the Dolphins, the home underdog. Understandable. All right, next up, the 0-4. L.A. Chargers visiting the 0-4 New York Giants. What a game. Yeah, I mean, I'm pumped for this one. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I I took a path that I couldn't pick the Giants, but I, I, how do you pick the Chargers? They get booed in the like – they, they play road games at home. They're on the road now, actually. They got to go to the East Coast and play at one. I mean, this just seems like if the Giants don't win this game, are they ever going to win? So, I guess I, I, I took the Giants. Give the three, I, take the Giants. Yeah. If, if yeah, they I'm don't a, totally, if they don't totally win this game, you, you got it. Uh, we're really the Ben McAdoo era, and it should be done. Well, yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. I took the Giants as well, and you said if the Giants don't win this game, when are they going to win one? Well, Ben McAdoo is not going to have a chance to win another game if the Giants don't win this one. I think he's yeah. done. He, he right now he's a minus one eighty favorite as the first coach fired this season and and I, I think it happens within fifteen minutes of the end of this game if the Giants don't win. Luckily they're playing in New York because of otherwise you'd have to catch an Uber home. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want to have to take a long Uber ride. Those are never fun. That's like the walk of shame. Yeah. Yeah, I've had, I've had a couple Uber rides that were 45 minutes, and that's way too long to be sitting in a stranger's car. Yeah, I mean, that, that's putting a lot of trust in somebody that you've never met before. And you're already you're already salty. You don't have a job anymore. You're not going to get paid. 
Right. Everyone's laughing at you. <laughs> this guy doesn't want to be in the car with you because you're miserable. So right. if he's going to get fired, I guess this is the time to do it. Yeah, I mean, at least he's home. So maybe they lose. Well, maybe he throws it? Or, 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 yeah, I mean, maybe this is how it <laughs> Throws the game so that way when they lose next week in, in Denver on Sunday Night Football, he doesn't have to take the Uber from Denver to New York. I mean, that's that's a hell of an Uber from Colorado to New York. So maybe he's just looking at it and saying, you know, <laughs> my, my uh, for the best for me, I might as well just lose tonight. I mean, right, get it over with. You have to work an extra week. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What a disaster. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm taking the Giants. Agreed. Um, next up, the, <laughs> like I said, there there are some really bad football games early uh, in, in the week five slate. The 0-4 San Francisco 49ers visiting the 1-3 Indianapolis Colts. The Colts favored by one at home. Um, I, I took Indy, and I thought maybe maybe there's just a little extra emphasis for Indy to win this one because Andrew Luck might be back soon, and it's entirely possible that the Colts could be in a four-way, two-and-three tie to top the AFC South at the end of this week. Yeah, I mean... Who would have ever thought the Colts would be favored over anybody? Really, but you know they played a solid first half last week. Not a very good second half. Um, San Francisco is really bad. You know, I'm actually I'm not going to flip that the other way. I can't believe that San Francisco is only a one point underdog on the road. On the road, yeah, that's true. I guess you could look. I guess you could look at both sides of that fence. And. In, in a coin flip, I took the Colts just because Ted Monachino is their defensive coordinator. That's our cousin. It, yes. So, go Colts and uh, get the W. And and I'm just going to put this out there, too, if I'm Indy. I'm thinking about shutting Luck down for the year, getting the yeah. high pick, getting the high pick, and if you get the first pick, Trading it to a team that needs a quarterback mm. for some good assets to build their own luck. Yeah, maybe maybe do like the the one trade back to five, get a get a nice offensive lineman there, and then collect yeah. a few, get a get a third get a nice and tackle. a future second. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. I mean, just shut them down. Let, let the shoulder heal. You, you're really not. I mean, where are they going with him? Or I mean, he's going to have to be like. Don't get me wrong. He's a phenomenal quarterback, but that team is not very good defensively. They're not very good. And I mean, if he you really want to, you really want to risk his future. I mean, no, you're right. But you're. Here's what I wonder, though. If they're 2-3 and three this week and say that Tennessee loses and Jacksonville loses and Houston loses, and it's possible they're, they're all, they're all uh, well, I guess Tennessee is an underdog, but Jacksonville and Houston are. I mean, you're sitting there in a, in a four-way tie atop the division. 
I don't think Tennessee is good. And I know that Blake Bortles will prevent Jacksonville from being good. Could the Colts edge out Houston for the division? Are we... That, I mean, that's pretty scary if you think about it, too, because they probably could just for the fact of what kind of old Houston when he plays against them. Like, he seems like he always finds a way to beat them. I mean, so I, I guess putting it that way, I, I guess if he's healthy, you got to put him in there. But, you know, eh, just, a, just a tough situation. Yeah, there, there's really – I guess there's no right answer to that. And, I mean, we – we we just spent a lot of time talking about the Colts. Yeah, we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> the the two and two New York Jets visiting the O and four Cleveland Browns. This is a pick'em. The Jets no. have covered. The Jets have covered in three of their four games this year and won two outright as underdogs. Yeah, I mean. I took the Jets, um, not a very talented ball club, but, man, it seems like they play awfully hard for their coach. And, mm-hmm. you know, last week, this Bilal Powell, he's out there, you know, he's looking like Freeman McNeil from back in the, the glory days of the Jets, you know. he He's dancing and jiving for 79-yard touchdown runs, and, and it's just – it's just uh, I'm looking at it going, wow, the Jets are two and two. You know, it's uh, they're going to win again. They're going to be three and two. They they're, they actually quit before the season started. They they like tank the season and they got going to have a winning record after the fifth week. They're they're uh, first of all, I did not expect the uh, Freeman McNeil <laughs> reference on this podcast. <laughs> Um, I mean, you, you, you just set a new bar for yourself. Um, and second of all, they're, they're going to be at least, I mean, if Buffalo loses and we'll get to Buffalo next, they could be tied atop the AFC East. That's remarkable. It, we, there, were, there were legitimate conversations about if this team could win a game this year, and they might have – they might have three after the first weekend in October. It's kind of looking like a major league, like the real live version of major league, like like the the owners trying to lose, but the team yeah. is winning just to despite them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I think the Jets won again. Wow. All right, um, this end of all the the truly crappy games this week. Um, this one isn't great. Buffalo three and one visiting the one and three Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are favored by three. I told you last week I was worried about Buffalo when we were previewing Buffalo Atlanta. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of talking about that. Yeah, I was nervous about. Atlanta being favored by seven and a half. I felt like that was a half point too high. I would have felt a lot more comfortable at seven. I thought there was some backdoor cover potential of Buffalo, and then they just went out and won the game outright. Um, they they play good defense. They they haven't they hadn't allowed a passing touchdown coming into week four. They 
They have the best scoring defense in the league, a seven to one turnover differential. They they know what they are. Offensively they, they just run the ball and they don't do anything where they're putting Tyrod Taylor in a position where he could make a back breaking mistake. But I just want to give a warning to everyone who's all in on Buffalo this week. I seen this, this movie before. This is the kind of game that the that the hot start to the season Bills always lose and the kind of game that Marvin Lewis always wins and that's why he's kept his job for over a decade. <laughs> so I like the Bengals. Um another team that I swore I would not be picking for the rest of the year. But I don't know, maybe maybe the Bengals aren't terrible. Maybe they're just your average bad team. I mean, they played hard in Green Bay. They took care of business against Cleveland last week. Seemed to be a much better team since the new offensive coordinator came in. Yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe that you see that sometimes. That getting a lot more Joe Mixon. Uh, yeah, you know, this this. I mean, really, if you're on the fence in this game, the line basically settles a score for you because Cincinnati's favored. Like, they really shouldn't be favored. Yeah, one and three and three and one, it doesn't it doesn't totally compute. I think, uh, you know, I, I went with the Bengals, too. I, like you said, I, I think this is that trap Bills game, you know. I think this is the game where the offense has has a couple turnovers, and you know the defense plays good, but in the end they, they just they can't overcome the, the 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 turnovers by the offense. I mean, we you've been in Western New York your whole life. I I was there for eighteen years. The Bills fans oh. have to be going nuts right now, right? I oh, mean, yeah. This is, yeah. This is a Super Bowl-bound team. Yeah, I mean, for sure. They beat Atlanta and they beat Denver. I mean, so, of course, you know, they're going to the Super Bowl. Why wouldn't they be? <laughs> you know, and the Wingers are not that bad. So, hey, 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 hey. Well, they, they have about 36 more hours to really enjoy that. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking too. I, I think uh, I think they get a solid dose of reality on Sunday. Yeah. Next up, the three and one Carolina Panthers visiting the three and one Detroit Lions. Detroit only favored by two at home. Not a whole lot of respect for the Lions. Vegas must have been swayed by that Panthers performance at New England last week. I still think they stink. I, I, you know, I don't know what to think. I think that's probably what we're going to end up seeing. But going into that game, we talked about Carolina's offense possibly being a slump buster for New England's defense. Um, that turned out to be Tampa Bay. That turned out to be Tampa Bay, and we didn't. <laughs> we actually, I forgot to mention this at the start of the podcast. We did pick the the Thursday night game. We both did have New England. Neither of us felt great about it. But ultimately, I think we probably both settled on the Patriots minus four because we 
we thought that the bite the bucks might be a little overrated. Um, and, and really, I really we just got, don't like the fact James Winston. Right. But we re- we really did get lucky because there's probably like a 15% chance that Nick's folk was shaving points. Uh, I mean, have you ever seen a team with more kicking troubles than the Buccaneers lately? <laughs> it's bad, man. I, I don't know how that becomes like a franchise issue. But like, it just gets passed on from one guy to the next, but... It, it did. That, yeah, that's some bad kicking mojo. Because you, you have a 0 for 3 night. That That's really bad. And, like, 0 for 3, not even close. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like a year from now. We found out that folk was shaving points. I I would be more would surprised. Would, I would, I would be more surprised than not surprised, but I, I there would be part of me that would be like, yeah, that 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 makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, it's all making sense. Yeah, but anyway, we I'm with you. I like Detroit. I I thought that line was too low. I'm not sure that Carolina that that win in New England was really the bounce back. Um, and, and I just think Detroit continues to be a little bit underrated. I think Detroit's a good football team. Yeah, I think they're in the top six. I think they're they're either the second or third best team in the NFC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're not far behind. No, no. That, that I mean, we said it before. That, that's the crazy thing with the season. There, there really isn't any team that has put themselves very far. Yeah, the, ahead of the pack. Right. No, I, I was, I was looking at the at the Super Bowl matchup odds earlier today, and you could really get really good odds for basically any matchup. Like right now. If you wanted to bet the Chiefs and the Falcons, who were the last two undefeated teams, to play in the Super Bowl, you could get that at twenty-five to one. Yeah. If you wanted, if you wanted Lions Patriots, forty-five to one. I would bet Lions Patriots before Chiefs Falcons. Me too. How about this one? Packers Texans fifty to one. I would still have Lions Patriots. Okay. I, I agree. I think that's more likely, but for the odds, how about this one? Rams Steelers, the Super Bowl 14 rematch, 90 to 1 right now. Wow. I might take it at 90 to 1 for a shot. And, and here's here's my favorite one, and it, it involves your Raiders. Seahawks Raiders a hundred and thirty to one right now, and that was that was my Super Bowl pick to start the year. Yeah, you can get that at a hundred and thirty to one right now. Wow, wow. I mean, the the Raiders will have to tread water with with Carr out for a few weeks, but that that look, that that looks a little tasty. 
Yeah, and, you know, no time is ever good for Carr to get hurt, but they're coming into a nice little home stretch here. Yeah. They got the Ravens and Chargers. You know, well, let's do this. Let, we, we both like Detroit. We'll move on to, to Ravens Raiders right now. I wanted to go into this with you. Uh, let's break down the Raiders schedule and let's assume that what you know you probably know more about this than me. What what's the outlook for Carr right now? How many weeks? Well, are you it's be it's, out? Def- it's definitely two. They say two to six. Um, you know, you know, it's a tough injury. It's that it's that back. You know, that two bones in the bottom of your back, and uh, you you know, it's just a tough injury. I think it's going to all depend on you know the mobility and you know basically see how you know. You know, two weeks is totally DJ Manuel. You know, yeah. so you know. Then we go to the third week, which is Chiefs on a Thursday night at Oakland, also. Which you know, I they will probably lose, but they they can win that game at home. Their defense is playing. Their defense is playing good. Like last week at Denver, they had plenty. Of, like they had chances to win that game, and like. Midway through the fourth quarter, I'm like, it seems like they're just getting killed, and they're like one possession away from winning the game. Yeah, and to so, me, that's and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Raiders fan, but to me, that's a sign of a good team. Like playing bad, but like even against the Redskins, they their offense was horrifying. But like midway through the third quarter, they were still kind of in the game. Like yeah, they, they're hanging in there. You know what I mean? Like it was weird. So, you know, don't get me wrong. Their their total out like their total. Um, I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for here is, but the way they play offense is going to be totally different. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to just turn into a try to be a smash mouth team, maybe some play action, take a few deep shots. You know, obviously they're not going to be throwing it all over the place like they would be with Carr, but. You know, somebody said to me the other day, oh, you got E.J. Manuel. I said, what team would be happy to say their backup's playing? Like, if you have a good quarterback, do you really want your backup to play? Yeah, it's a a downgrade. If you have have one of the ten best quarterbacks in the league, no matter who your backup is, it's a downgrade. And don't get me wrong, I don't think E.J. Manuel is great by any means, but He's a lot better than a lot of the backups in the NFL, in my opinion. I mean, there's I mean, a lot of them. He's better than Matt Castle or Brandon Whedon. Yes, that, that's that, that's that's for sure. I, I know he's better than them. <laughs> I know he's better oh. than Macho Man Tom Savage, too. Yeah, yeah. So you have Baltimore, the the Chargers of L.A., and Kansas City all at home the next three weeks. As long as you take care of business against Baltimore and L.A., I think you're okay. Yeah, and and I really think they will. I, I think they're going to be – I mean, let's face it. I mean, I'm like, again, I'm not making excuses, but if you look at their schedule, they didn't get no favors. They went east coast to Tennessee to start. Then they went home to play the Jets. Then they played at Washington on a Sunday night back to the east coast. Then they got the next – then they got Sunday at Denver. Like that's that's brutal. That's brutal travel wise. Yeah. And and they do. I mean, 
The, they have the NFC East, which probably has three good teams. You, you have Dallas, who's okay, Philadelphia, who's better than anyone expected. That's week 16 in Philly. And you had at Washington, who's probably a little better than everyone expected they would be. They have the, the AFC East, so you have New England. Um, and then the oh, AFC oh, we'll West. Have, we'll have Carr back by then, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's after a bye week especially, too. So if, if I was Oakland, I, I would be shooting to have Carr back probably <laughs> Buffalo, week eight. I'm at Buffalo, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't. I don't think he'll be back by that game. No, Miami no. week nine. I I don't think he'll be back for that game either. I, I I'm expecting so, it to be the full six weeks. Okay, so New England, he makes his return. Cause, cause then it'll be a. Cause then after Miami, they get a bye, and then they play yeah. New England. So that that's what I think. That's what I think they're they're shooting for. So I think if they could come out of that four and two. Which is to me not being greedy at all. Wouldn't it I be mean, three and two? Five games before yes, New England? Yes. Three and two. Three and two. Which three and two and very realistically could be four and one in my and and it, I mean could could be one and four, could be five and all. So you know what I mean? It's hard as long to say, as they're not two and three. Yeah, right. As long as they're if not they're, two they, and three. If they go into the the stretch run of the season five and four. Getting I think you're back. all right. Getting I car back right. because New England isn't isn't invincible. The, uh, no. A home game against New England, you could get that. Well, that's in home, folks. So mm, that's true. I mean, I did not realize. But it's that. Big, it's going to be a home game for the Raiders because they're yeah probably, they got yeah their fans are crazy. Home for Denver and home for the New York Giants. That, that's another thing. Another three-game home stretch. Yeah, and them are them are games are going to win. Yeah, they're going to beat Denver at home and they're going to beat the Giants at home. So as long as they don't slip up in one of these first two with with EJ Manuel trying to get used to getting starters reps and stuff like that, I think you're all right. And I, I, I think you're going to see a very, very simple playbook this week. Conservative. Conservative. I think basically what they're going to do is say, okay, D, don't give up more than 10. You know what I mean? And, and, and I, with Flacco. With, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Flacco might blow this game on his own. Where the offense might not even need to score. Khalil Mack really, really had a, a breakout game for the season last week. I think he had three sacks. Um I think he's really going to be getting after Flacco in this one heavy. And I I think the Raiders played. I think the Raiders play a good game. I think as bad as this car injury is, I think it kind of refocuses them. And mm-hmm. you know, I I think they are going to all you know. I, I think the Raiders will win this game, and I, I actually think they'll win it easy. Yeah, to me this feels this feels like a a seventeen ten kind of game where the Raiders are in control the whole way, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Baltimore is one of those teams that if they fall behind by seven, they're not they, – they need to play with the lead. Yeah. I mean, I think the Raiders are going to take that Steelers recipe where Le'Veon Bell just carried it and carried it last week. Yeah. 
and I, I just think I think they're just going to say, okay, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to rely on our offensive line, our three running backs, and we'll go from there. I agree. Let's uh, let's stick with Pittsburgh. Jacksonville, two and two, visiting the three and one Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh favored by seven. This felt low. I know that Pittsburgh for the first three weeks of the season wasn't great, but it kind of feels like they're they're in the process of getting their offensive mojo back. They pounded the hell out of the ball with Le'Veon last week. He had 35 rushes and was running really well. And it, it feels like their passing game is going to get going anytime. And maybe it's against Jacksonville. Yeah, I, it's weird because this one opened to me down to seven. Kind of that kind of scares me, but. It, it, the bottom line is, I don't trust Bortles on the road. I really don't trust yeah. him anywhere. Um, I, I just Pittsburgh's just a better team. You know, they're they're just a better team. I, I like you said. I, I think they last week they really found their way. You know, Lazion's getting his legs under him now. You know, he had no preseason. Mm-hmm. I think Pittsburgh probably plays the best game of the year Sunday in one season. I would agree. Next up. The two and two Arizona Cardinals visiting the three and one Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles favored by six and a half. I had a tough time with this one. I think, uh, yeah, I, I like the Eagles, but there's a chance that they might end up being this year's team that ends up going 11 and five and wins a bunch of close games. And as we're heading into the wild card round, we're, we're wondering if they're, they're actually good, or they just they got they had really good close game luck. But I, I eventually settled on Philadelphia, um, mainly because I, I just think their defensive line is going to bombard Carson Palmer, who's already been hit a ton of times and sacked seventeen times through four games. And to me, that was the big difference. Yeah, uh, Arizona's terrible traveling to the East. Um, the one o'clock start. It's a one o'clock start or four. One o'clock um, start. It's a one o'clock start. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Eagles going home. I think the crowd's really into it. Um, I thought this was one of the easier games of the week for me. I, I think Philly win this one easy. This one just kind of felt like one of those backdoor potential ones where. Philly has an 11-point lead late, and then they've been up double digits the whole way, and then we get that that last-minute garbage-time touchdown, and it cuts the lead to, to four or whatever, and it ends up being looking closer than it actually was. And then you're like, how the hell did Arizona just cover that game? That right, that exactly. Game the whole game. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I could I could understand that. And Philadelphia, they they have they. It kind of feels like they're just gonna play to their opponent's level every week. Like they didn't they didn't kill the the Chargers last week, and they let New York hang in there. They they might just like not ever really take care of business against bad teams. They might just let teams hang in there. Were they underdog last week? I don't remember. I think they were not my dog last week. Were they? Yeah. Because remember we couldn't believe they were getting points? 
Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't make any sense. The Chargers are really bad. Yeah. But anyway, I want to the Eagles. Yep, agreed. All right, this is my favorite game of the of the non prime time games on Sunday and Monday. The Seattle Seahawks two and two visiting the three and one Los Angeles Rams. The Rams favored by one point, and this is a show me game for both teams. We're we're gonna we're gonna find out either that the NFC West still belongs to Seattle or that the Rams are actually really good. I mean, how fun are the Rams? I mean they're just a fun team to watch. You know, I I think at the start of the season, if somebody asked me is Paulie going to name drop Freeman McNeil on the same podcast that he said the Rams are fun to watch? I never would have in a million years believed them. The odds of that were really high. Yeah, that, that was at least like five thousand to one. Yeah, I mean it, it's true. Like I, like you, you're I not wrong. By the way, you're like, not wrong. They, they've they've consistently been one of the most fun teams to watch in the league through four weeks. I mean, golf looks really good. They got mm-hmm. nice quarter receivers with Watkins and Woods and Cooper Cup and and Tavon Austin and and Todd and Gurley's a stud. I mean, just a stud. And uh, you know, their coach McVeigh has done a great job. You know, he gets Gurley the ball any possible way he can, and he's done wonders with golf because every you know everybody just wrote golf off and uh, he's a good quarterback. I, I will say, I, I, I picked Seattle in this game. Um, I don't feel great about it. And mainly I don't feel great about it because last week the Rams were trailing 24-14 in the second half against Dallas. And I wasn't sure if they were going to be a team that could climb out of a hole like that, especially on the road. Uh, and they did. They they The entire team handled that, that situation with – such poise. It was really impressive. And I think this is the game where you're going to see that Rams defensive line really turn it up against that very, very average Seattle offensive line. That worries me. That's another thing that worries me, that Russell Wilson might be running for his life. But the Rams defense, they haven't been great. And that was kind of – that was – the basis for for anybody who thought that the Rams might overachieve this year, it was based on their defense being really good. But just in the last two games, they, they've kind of had trouble stopping Brian Hoyer and Dak Prescott. And the last two games for Russell Wilson, he's looked really good. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this one's high scoring, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was low scoring. But I think it's going to be close either way. Yeah, and, you know, I, I took the Rams. I, I think they win at home. I, I, I think they win between three and eight points. Are you surprised that the Rams were favored? No. No, I really wasn't. I, I thought well, – Okay, I really... let, me, let me rephrase. 
they they probably deserve to be favored, but are are you surprised that they are just because it's the L.A. Rams and it's Jared Goff and we we have a you know there, there's kind of been a track record this year of the surprise teams in the league not getting the respect from Vegas that they probably should. I mean, case in point, the Lions were only favored by two against Carolina. Buffalo, three and one, is a three-point underdog on the road against Cincinnati. To me, I was just a little surprised that because it's Seattle, that Seattle wasn't a road favorite. Well, this is the thing, though. I thought the Rams took a lot of respect last week when they were only five-point dogs at Dallas. That's true, and we we actually talked about that. We we mentioned I, that on the podcast. That I I thought looking at it, I I said I thought it was kind of telling you to. I mean, stupid me, I still picked Dallas, and I think we talked about <laughs> on the pod that we both kind of thought the Rams could cover. Yeah, and I think we both picked Dallas, and we did. You know, watching the game, I was like, you know, I I had a feeling this was going to happen because I know Dallas's defense is just not very good, you know, and. I think it was kind of telling you to to bet the Rams, and and I think it's doing the same thing this week. And I think I think they come out and play a good game at home. I mean, uh, they where they go to four and one now. They, they would go to four and one, and a commanding. I mean, that would be basically two and a half games up in the division then, because Arizona is not going to challenge for that division, and if they already have. Two games in the loss column plus a a win head to head with Seattle. That that's big. Yes. It's gonna be and it's gonna be big for a young team that's gonna be getting more confident and confident every week. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for that game. Very excited. I am also excited for that one. And this one isn't bad either. Uh the Green Bay Packers three and one visiting the 2-2 two and two Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys favored by two and a half. Are we sure Dallas is good? I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not sure on it. Uh, Zeke really just doesn't look like the same guy. Uh, no. Like, it looks like, to me, they kind of changed their offense to be around Dak Prescott. And that's not how their offense Not is. a smart move. Not, Not a smart move. move. The, what made Dak really good last year was the fact that they were pounding the hell out of Zeke and and he could do right. some stuff, play action, and the defense can't stack the box, and he took advantage of that. But Yes. Yeah, but you're right. Zeke doesn't – he's not running with the same kind of burst that he had last year either, I don't think. No, no. Um, their defense is not good. Um No. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a field day in this one. I like yeah. the fact Green Bay had the Thursday to Sunday. You know, they, they get the end of rest. Yeah, I think that's really big. And uh, I don't know. I think Rodgers just has a huge day. And it's another high-scoring game. But I think Dallas comes out on the short end of the stick again. Definitely yeah, a big I, point. I, I agree with you. I like Green Bay. Dallas so far this year. 14th in rush yards per game, their second last year. They are 20th in average drive time. A weird little stat that I like, 
just because, you know, keep your defense off the field, especially if you don't have a great defense, which they don't. And I think, I think that's why they won a lot of games last year, because their time of possession was huge last year. They were checking an average drive time last year. Their defense didn't have to play a lot, and their defense played with a lead a lot, and that's yeah. big for a bad defense. Yeah, yeah, and that's the that's the other big difference. Aside from those two stats, they were average defensively last year, and they they have been very much below average this year. Yeah, the real real bad. All right, Sunday night football. This one's another really good one. The Kansas City Chiefs are remaining undefeated team, 4-0, visiting the 2-2 two two Houston Texans. And I'm proud to say I called the Deshaun Watson good karma game last week. <laughs> you did. That was some really good karma. He had really good karma. I guess the moral of the story is more guys should give their, their paychecks to, to uh, workers in the team cafeteria. I mean, or workers at off-track betting would work, too. <laughs> You're accepting donations? <laughs> I definitely accepted donations. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I mean, that was, that's the thing that the, the Texans have been missing for, for five years, since Matt Schaub was their quarterback in 2012. They, they were missing an offense that could put points on the board like that. Defensively, they've always been – Right there, but they didn't have that that star in the making or a legitimate star quarterback. And Deshaun Watson is very much that. They have a whole plethora of plays they could run with him. Yeah, and uh, you know Bill O'Brien is using every single one of them, and he's smart. You know, let the kid run. Don't don't tell him he can't run. That's that's not him. You know that's. You know, obviously you don't want to run them to death, but you got you can't restrict it. You know, you no. got, you, you got to you know you got to turn them loose, and he turned them loose. And I am super super excited to watch this game Sunday night. I think the Texans really get after Alex Smith, and uh, Houston is really one of my better bets of the week. I like the Texans too, and and I've loved uh, ever since the Chiefs won that Thursday night game to open the season. I've liked the Chiefs. I felt really bad about going against them when I've been such a big supporter of them over the years. I, I do think that they're creative enough offensively, and they're poised. Um, late in that Monday night game last week, I just felt like the Chiefs were going to move the ball. I felt like Kareem Hunt was going to bust a big run. They're just really steady, and and this might end up being the year that a team like them could make a deep push in the playoffs just because they might not come across another great team. But on this night, on Sunday night football, with with their offense clicking and a fired-up Texans crowd, and like you said – I think the Texans defense is going to be really energized and getting after Alex Smith. I, I like I like Houston in this one. I uh, you know I, I think if if you look back at that Chiefs game last week, they really didn't start moving the ball consistently until Josh Norman went out and then right. Redskins started losing players. You know, beginning of that game, they they couldn't even get it, think about getting a first down. 
Washington was really all over them, and it looked like they were Washington was just going to win easy. You know, then they got hit with the injuries. Losing Norman was huge because I mean he, he's a fantastic cornerback, and uh, you know I I think going into Houston this week, I, I just think Clowney and Watt are really going to get after them, and that crowd noise is going to be pumping. And I really wouldn't be surprised if Houston put one on Kansas City this week. I I, th- I guess I could see it happening, but I, I would go the other way. I would say I think this is a tight game, and I think we might – this might be the the Deshaun, he comes through in the clutch, and the Texans win a close game trying to win. But that would be all right, too. <laughs> but any anytime you get to watch Deshaun Watson, it's a good day. That's your man. <laughs> All right. I was actually I was trying to come up with something, you know, to give a comparison to Deshaun Watson from last week, but then I realized you can't compare him to nobody because he's just in a league of his own. So he just, you know, he just. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, Deshaun is your is your man, your rookie quarterback that you love. We're, we're going to find out on Monday Night Football if Mitchell Trubisky is that for me. <laughs> the 2-2 two and two Minnesota Vikings visiting the 1-3 and three Chicago Bears. The Vikings a two-and-a-half point road favorite. Now, I I don't want – this is – there's no hyperbole when I say this. I'm not being at all sarcastic. This is the most excited I've been for a Chicago Bears game in at least five years. Just really excited to see Mitchell take the snaps? I really am. I, and you know what? I, I was very down on the Bears drafting him back in April. I really was. I, I hated it, or May, whenever it was they drafted him. I, I saw it firsthand. You did. Um, I, I watched him in the preseason. And he looked good. And I just thought about what the Bears have been missing for my entire life. And it's been hope in a quarterback. And what they did when they drafted Trubisky was give the fans hope in a quarterback. And despite my my urge to to hedge my bet for this one, I'm going with Chicago at home in Trubisky in his debut, and I think he's going to be really good. And that's what I keep telling myself, and I, I I fully realize that I'm setting myself up to just be devastated when we do this podcast next week. But I want to have hope in my team. So I'm, I'm, go- I'm going to say Chicago wins 24-20. to 20. I don't blame you. Um, I, I think the Bears get a whole new – boast of energy which Trubisky under center. Uh, I think he could run around and make some plays with his legs that Glennon cannot. And the, I know we've talked about on the floor, the Bears receivers, you know, they really don't have a lot of big name guys out there. So I think with Trubisky being able to make plays with his legs, I think they can make a few more plays downfield. Um, I, I just, I, you know, home dog on Monday night is a rule. You know, it's, you know, you kind of got to take it. Um, 
I think the Bears won a close one. I think maybe a field goal at the gun. I think, you know, Mitchell leads them on a nice drive at the end of the game, and uh, they, they kick the field goal to win it. If, if Mitchell Trubisky leads the Bears on a game-winning drive on Monday Night Football against the Vikings, we're, we're just going to spend an hour talking about Mitchell Trubisky next week. And I did hear the other day that you could call him Michigan. He just did the Mitchell thing for his mom for the draft. So, But I'm mm. just going to keep calling him Mitchell because it's kind of professional. So we're going to go with Mitchell Trubisky. Hey, Mitch Mitchell, as long as he's our quarterback of the future, he, he could have whatever name he wants. <laughs> All right, so we have two different this week. Um, the the series, the, the yearly series is tied 2-2. Um, the two different that we had were Seattle and L.A. I had Seattle, you had L.A., and then Miami and Tennessee. I had Miami, you had Tennessee. Paulie, we'll have to do our we, – we have our week six NFL podcast next week, and we're going to have to do some kind of NBA season preview, too. We'll, we'll discuss um, what possible nights we could do those um, sometime over the weekend. We'll figure that out. Sounds good. Sounds and, if you're, and if you're listening and you, you like hearing us talk for an hour, um, make sure you I mean, come who back next. I, I don't know. That's a fair point. I don't know who wouldn't want to listen to us talk about the NFL for an hour. Come back next week because we will have another hour of NFL talk and, and probably a lot more than that to talk about the NBA. I have a lot of thoughts about this NBA season. I'm so excited. Um, I'm sure you're you're very surprised to hear that that I'm excited yeah, about mean, the upcoming NBA season. I mean, for um, a guy that only watches three or four games a year, I can't believe how excited you are. <laughs> I'm well. With that said, I'm going to go grab my shine box and <laughs> and then get some sleep for the evening. Holly, the notorious TMC, as always, it's been a pleasure. Oh, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, just like always, look forward to next week. Hopefully uh, I could have a little better week picking this week. All right, buddy. Have a good weekend. We'll talk, and uh, we'll be back next week. Have a good night. All right, you too. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.